So I have some um, exciting news to share or to discuss. Let's hear it. Not, not my news, but toy news. There's already a definition of minifigure, and it already existed before Blind Box Dunnies came out. I just I can't process what you're saying, George. <laughs> Is this the next big brand to, to blow up outside of our little designer toy scene? We've had ugly dolls and Tokidoki and stuff. Is is this the next big thing? Hey, toy family. Welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. And George is a no-show. What the hell? I know. We got left stranded. We said 6 o'clock. It's 7 o'clock now. We waited an hour. No response to our text or nothing. Yeah, but in George's defense, we were a little bad at planning, so I'll forgive him. No, you're too forgiving. This is this is unacceptable. <laughs> Left us hanging. Well, it, even if George had come, I almost didn't make it because I'm cursed. So you should. We should probably stop the podcast because it seems like record evenings. It doesn't matter whether we change days or not. Something always happens to you a few hours before record. What happened this time? I know. It's like a bad omen. No, so it's Friday. We normally record Thursdays. And I was wrapping up work and other stuff. And I was like, man, it's late. I got to go grab something to eat. And so I decided to run a Taco Bell. No judgment out there. <laughs> I was I was getting ready to leave, getting ready to turn off this main road, uh, turn off a road onto another road. And I got rear-ended. Oh, my gosh. Everyone okay? So it's actually not that bad. Like, it hurt me more than my car. I'm glad you're okay, though. But so. what a trooper. You still made record. Unlike that George, he's, he's, <laughs> he better have some, a better excuse than a car accident. It's fine. But, yeah. So, it's just, I don't know. Before every podcast, it's always something. So, now my car has a little boo-boo. And, but I did get my Taco Bell. Well, that's important. Got to get those Doritos Locos Tacos, Gary. Mm, let's move on. So right now, as we speak, it's Friday night. So that means in the it's probably morning time in the UK. Everyone's probably waking up, rubbing their eyes, all excited to attend ToyCon UK out there in London. And we touched on this a little bit last week, Teresa, but you were saying that you were still waiting for a lot of leaks from people like Dolly Oblong and some others. So we're a week later now. Have you seen anything else that you're looking forward to picking up from ToyCon UK, or is there any? Do you have your mule set up to pick you up stuff out there? Well, I am excited because the, the Ziki Dino we talked about on the show, yeah. Unbox is kind of awesome in the way that uh, a lot of things they'll do at shows, they tend to do online releases for as well, so that Toy Connoisseur's colorway of the Ziki Dino is actually going up online tomorrow. So that makes me really happy because I'll have a chance to just get that online. I don't have to worry about trying to find someone to get it for me. But, but yeah, you know, it's funny you'd think at this point, like people I've been following and waiting for like a reveal of like, here's all the stuff I'll have would be out there, <laughs> but it's not. No. I think I just, it's, it's one of those things. I know I've talked about it before, how much as a collector and obviously I'm not going to the show, but if I was, whether or not I'm going, it's like, you would be I'm livid if you're that. going, right? It's like. I get, and I get it. Like artists are working their butts off. They're working up till the last minute. You know, I know they're, they're killing themselves over producing some awesome stuff, but it's just like, man, I would love it's, I'm, you know, I'm following all these accounts and I'm waiting for that kind of like, 
here's what we'll have picture or at least a couple of posts that like say, hey, here's all this stuff we're going to have. And I can't find it for a lot of people yet. So it's like, well, I guess I, guess I don't you know. just have to attend and walk around and see it. Right. So and even like like, you know, like Tomodachi Island, I've been following and amazing she's been, customs. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's and I know last time we were talking about how many pieces she was making. I've been following her Instagram and my goodness. Please stop stressing. I feel so bad for her because she got sick and she's stressed about trying to finish all the stuff. And I'm like, you are kicking butt. It doesn't matter if you bring 20 or 50. It doesn't. But she set a goal for herself. So I understand like she wanted to meet that goal and bring as much to the event as possible because there's nothing better than to be able to see who you're selling to and seeing the smile that your piece brings to their face versus, you know, plus you also get to save all that time shipping and packing to people that might be, you know, buying overseas and stuff. But you're right. I mean, she was sick and I believe she moved into a, a new home like this week or last week. So yeah. Right. And she's got kiddos, young kiddos. Yeah. She has a young daughter and um, yeah. So hopefully after the event, she takes right. time to recuperate and just enjoy the family and right. life a little bit and slow down on the, on the workload. But um, she is one person I would absolutely love to see get a production piece soon. I mean, she absolutely deserves it. Her work is creative and so whimsical. Like she would absolutely crush a minifigure series or I don't know. She she just deserves a production piece. Totally agree. She's fantastic. Yes. But I've been kind of like trying to keep my eyeballs open. Like, hmm. like, I wonder how that piece ended up. Like, is that worth me trying to say, Hey, someone grab this. But um, I think because in, you know, not knocking on her at all, but she's working her butt off to the last minute that I don't think she's had a chance to take like a final photo of anything. A lot of it's work in progress shots. Mm -hmm. It just makes it a little hard, you know, whether you're trying to get mule, that's one thing, but for those attending it's, and I know toy, toy con UK is a smaller show. So maybe it's not as big of a deal, but I just know we've talked before about priorities of stuff. Right. And you've seen my list and it's like, 40 things deep and I'm trying to figure out what booth I run to. Right. Like the first hour of an event usually is like go time and you've got your list, you've got your booth written out and you're trying to just like go buy, like run around, get all your most wanted, spend like a thousand bucks in an hour or something. Like (laughs) that's what you do at the beginning. Right. For hardcore collectors, you run around, make all your crazy purchases and then you breathe. And so when Right. There's not a lot of reveals out there. It makes it very, very hard to plan. So I It does, I but luckily you're not going to ToyCon UK, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. And by the time our listeners are hearing this, it's it's already over. So we should probably move on because they're not going to be able to buy or obtain any of the customs that we, were, that we were planning on talking about. So let's move on to another event that's coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, held the weekend of April 12th through the 14th in Shanghai. It's called Shanghai Toy Show, or STS for short. That's the hashtag that you're probably going to see on social media. And right now, a lot of companies and artists have been showing leaks and sneak peeks of product and releases that they're going to have at the show. And this is a big show, a big toy event uh, held in China. And last year, we saw what a big event it was. All the booths and vendors, I mean, their booth setups were to the nines. Nothing like that we see Uh, At most of the stateside conventions, this is like on the level of a licensing event or a a toy fair where everyone just shows up with their best face. And I think that has a lot to do with 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 China there. They really like to present well. And like I said, it's all about face and just going big with your presentation. So the booths are going to be big. You're going to have life size statues and all that sort of stuff. So a lot of the vendors are going to be showing up uh, with their best possible stuff. And one vendor that I saw that I was actually surprised by because usually 
unboxed when the conventions we've seen them at, they just kind of show up and have just a few pieces of everything they've had in the past. They pull them out of their, uh, their suitcase and they throw up a quick banner in the background. They just sell off the tabletop. But for STS, it seems like they're going to have like a really nice whole cafe and restaurant style. So is this, have you seen any of this, Teresa? And is this different than the unbox that you're used to seeing? Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I only know Unbox from the shows I've seen. Um, and you're right. I mean, they tend to, and even Dan talked about it when he was on the episode with us. Of He kind of likes just, you know, having a table of stuff and not going too crazy. But when it comes to some of the shows overseas, it does seem like depending upon the show, he, they approach it a bit differently. And from seeing the booth shot for STS, it's got this crazy cafe theme. So they're doing this whole cafe theme with food theme toys. So I do think it's a bit more curated and I, I wouldn't necessarily expect them to have the kind of onesie twosie stuff there. It's probably more focused around that overall theming they're doing. Um, but, but from what I understand, like the way that they're building it, it's meant to look like a, it's like a cafe with an awning, but like it's like you're going up and ordering from a restaurant when you go up to buy a toy. It seems really, really cool. SCS is one of those things, like, it feels like it's probably a whole other world. And, and we think Decon is big, you know, from scale of the things we've gone to. Holy heck, though. I mean, this is, it is massive and it is packed. I mean, there are people flowing in and out of this thing everywhere. Yeah, we'll include some videos in our show notes for it. Or if you want to go, go to YouTube and search Shanghai Toy Show 2018, and you'll see what we're talking about. It's just massive scale queue lines everywhere. It looks pretty insane. And last year, I think this is the one that Vin of My Plastic Heart might have gone to. And I believe he was saying that he wasn't able to buy a lot of stuff because I guess in China, um, they're really uh, into application and devices. So most of the vendors were only accepting payment if through an application that was hooked up through like a, a China bank account or something like that. So most vendors there weren't accepting like a cash currency. So if you didn't have a device with the app connected to a bank account, you probably couldn't make a lot of purchases. Maybe there, you know, the, the attendees over there may be more familiar with that system. So maybe it's just us U.S. folks who are a little less in the know who might struggle with it. But, um, Mentioning apps and such. So with STS coming up, you know, we've talked about how shows overseas, it can be hard for us to follow. You know, if we follow the artists or, you know, certain companies on Instagram or such, we might see some trickle of news here or there. But we know STS is massive. So we know there's got to be a massive amount of news of stuff that's going to be releasing there. The question is how to find it. And I found out that um, the app WeChat is very popular over there. And I think that may be one of the apps that you can pay through possibly. I'm not entirely sure, but WeChat is kind of like a messaging app and kind of like a Facebook kind of app in one. Um, Popmart actually has a WeChat account and they are releasing a ton of STS news through that account. Cause for those that don't know STS, which stands for Shanghai toy show, um, Popmart is actually, I don't know if, they're the ones who actually put it on or if they're just like the large partner, but there's very much a tie with STS and Pop Mart together. And so they're the ones putting out all this news. And so it's a little hard to go through because there's a little bit of a language barrier. Um, it's not all in English, 
but you can kind of visually go through what they call articles on WeChat and click in and just scroll through and you can just see release after release after release of all the stuff that's going to be the show. And I attempted to try to cull through it and there's so much, like I haven't had a chance to even make a dent in like all the stuff they have. Wow. I never downloaded. I just follow them on Instagram. So they're, they update WeChat way more than Instagram, huh? Well, what's what's interesting, I know we've been talking a lot about PopMart, and they are blowing up before our eyes, I feel like. They've just kind of come into the game, and they're just producing left and right, and they're bringing in all sorts of people to collaborate with. But what's interesting is they've actually never had a global Instagram or Facebook page. There was the only way I was ever seeing PopMart news is through other retailers or people selling them. And recently they have finally created a Popmark Global Instagram and Facebook page. Jeez, only so, as of February 5th. Yeah, that I mean, it's brand post. new. Huh. Yeah, so they've just now started to create it. They're just now starting to populate it. So, yeah, it's just like they're growing before our eyes. Like, I feel like I'm, like, just watching them blossom, and I'm just like, bring it on, Popmart. Because every, every time they do something, I mean, I've kind of gotten used to the fact that the rhythm is going to be fast. Like they're just producing left and right. So I'm just like sitting back and waiting. I'm like, what's Popmart going to do next? You know what? I, I know something they're going to have next and it's pretty amazing. They are doing a mini series, a minifigure series with course. And anyone who knows course course is meticulous about QC. So the fact that they're willing to work with another company like Popmart says a lot about Popmart and the quality that they produce. So um, the minifigure series is called The Little Voyagers. It's going to be released through Popmart. It's going to see its initial debut at Shanghai Toy Show, which is April 12th through the 14th. And then it will be released to the rest of the world uh, May 11th. Um, but this is a two-set series. There is a sleep and awake series. Same figures in each set, except for in each set, they'll either be awake or sleeping. Um, in each set, there are six figures. And so a set of six will run you... $80. So I think this is pretty awesome. They look great. And um, this is huge news for all the course collectors out there. Yeah, no, I saw that news too. That actually came through today. And um, I'm super excited. I mean, it's one of those things, again, like when I think about Popmart, I don't know how, but they're collaborating with everyone. I mean, we've seen Tokidoki and we've seen like we've seen big names like a Tokidoki now, of course. But we've also seen artists that we know that I would like are more within our scene. So they're just going everywhere. Who's that and, the creative director over there has a pulse on what's going on. Yeah, because right? everything they're knocking out of the park in every direction. Yeah, but like I think it's super exciting. I think to, to your point, it's. We've seen course expand a little bit with working with other companies, but it's still kind of been within their wheelhouse. So this is the first series. It's been kind of more of a, a mini type of production. And um, I was seeing all good things, like lots of excitement in the scene. And I think it's really cool that they're doing two different sets. It's basically the same set of characters. If you're familiar with some of the larger course releases, it's like mini versions of those characters. But what's really cool is between the sleep and awake, it's the same characters. It's just literally an awake version versus a sleeping version. And the color palettes are a little different between them. Um, I think the one thing that's interesting, though, is what we've seen from Popmart typically is they tend to do a series with secrets. So like hidden secret chases. 
So when you buy a case, you have a chance at it. And it doesn't look like they did this with the core set. It looks like it's just a straight up set unless we just haven't seen the mention of the secret yet. So super exciting for the core scene. And but yeah, so I don't know if I've seen I think that was the only Pop Mart series I saw. But when talking about miniseries and STS, there was actually a really, really cute one. Oh, my gosh. I I screamed at my phone when I saw it. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, I know exactly. <laughs> Can I take a guess? Take a guess. Is it the shark tooth one? No, no, no. I no, thought, I thought a, you'd be all over that one. It's not a mini series. But kind since you mentioned it, no, it's just like a, it's one. It's one figure. It's not like a set. Oh. Okay. Real quick. So, so what Gary's talking about this shark tooth? So Momoko Studio. They are actually, um, they actually did the raise up your hands figures in collaboration with Toys Era Plus. Um, and they've done other larger shark figures, but they just revealed this super cute miniature shark tooth toy. Super adorable, little white, it's got jagged edges, a cute little jaggedy smile. Adorable, like fit in your hand, little shark tooth. I, I lost it. I want it. Um, that's what Gary's talking about. And no, that's not what I'm talking about even though that's really cute. Okay. Which, what was the one that you're talking about then? Cause I don't think. Yeah. I know. So what I'm talking about is an, a mini series. that's going to be pre-released at STS. Similarly to how the course pop Mart series is going to be a pre-release at STS, but it's the crystal village minis being made by merry-go-round. There's that's a company we don't talk about much. I know merry-go-round. We should totally give them more love because let's talk about this mini series first, I guess, but they've, They've honestly been producing a lot, and both Strange Cat Toys and My Plastic Heart have been able to pick up and sell uh, a decent amount of the stuff produced out of Merry-Go-Round. But So, like, you may be familiar with uh, Hog Key, which is, like, a little hedgehog figure with crystals on its back, or Dalkalmoo, which is, like, a cute little character that can sit on top of an ice cream cone. Uh, there's a fox character called Curry. I might be saying that wrong. It's K-U-R-I. Um, they also did those duck head characters. They were like uh, aquatic animal, like a fish or octopus or whatever, but he's got, he's got the little money bag he's using to stand up. Yep. It's called the, um, um fish series. And those are fantastic. There was a shark one too. That was made by Mary go round. So a variety of stuff they're making. I mean, they've been making a lot of stuff and it's a lot of it's kind of in the cute wheelhouse, but not all of it anyway. So they've been working with this artist called tangent toy uh, in the past, making hockey and stuff, but the Crystal Village miniseries is by the same artist, and it's like these teeny-fied versions of like the hockey world. But they are so so cute. And what's really cool about it is it's a set of six, but they've also got the same. They've basically got two colorways. There's the default colorway of the set. And then there's an alt colorway for each of the different figures. So there's 12 colors total. But what's cool about the case setup they're doing is it's going to be a case of nine. And you'll get the set of six plus three of the alt colorways, which I think is really cool. So it's not like one chance at a chase or just a chance at one. Like you'll be guaranteed based on the way that I've, I've read what they're going to do is you'll you'll be guaranteed to get the regular set plus three chases. So. 
I love that. That's I love the way that the new format is going for some of these companies and their minifigures. That's such a great way to do it. And uh, this series I'm looking at now is fantastic. Great character designs, nice variety of characters in the animal world. This is going to do extremely well. They're adorable, and oh my goodness, I just want them all, and I need to release it now. So i got to be patient and wait. But I believe both our sponsors, My Plastic Cart and Strange Cat Toys, We'll stock it. They will. And we definitely need to pay more attention to Merry-Go-Round because they do some really great productions. And if you want to follow them on Instagram, they are Merry-Go-Round Family. George just texted us. Did you see that? I did. I'm home now. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder where he was. Not here. Thanks, George. <laughs> Have you seen... Hold on. Where are you going, Gary? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going through the blog. I just saw something that I thought was a course toy, but it turns out it's, it has nothing to do. No, but it's not course. That seahorse toy? It's the seahorse toy. Bubbles yeah. With, so... Bubbles with a Z by... Woo! <laughs> by what? Woo! What are you saying? <laughs> By a, a Munich artist. Her name is Isabel. I'm not even going to try the last name. Isabel. Romish. Romish. Is that how you say it? I don't. Okay. So what's so funny about this Bubbles character is when I first saw it through my feed, no joke, I was like, oh, Course is making a new toy. Like, I, I so thought it. It totally looks like Course. And I mean, it sort of has their, their aesthetic. It has, it has like the. The, the, the eye thing, eye. the eye thing that they do with the, it's more um blank for lack of a better word. Well, it's more blank, but they also got that like the eye socket kind of the the chiseled eye socket the socket that they do with the the raised eyelid and then the blank eye underneath. But even some of their like um styling. Yep it it the the it's, it's really like nice though. Design, the sculpt, the color, like everything about it when I first saw it was cool. It's a great toy. But it's like one of those things, again, like when we were talking about that Machi unicorn, like, does this cross the line, do you think? Like, is it too much like coarse? I don't know. I mean, it, at first glance, it looked coarse. It's hard, right? It's tough because I'm not familiar with the know. artist enough to know, like, what if their body of work all kind of looks like this. But it's a fantastic looking piece. I mean, the fact that it made me think coarse says that it's a great looking piece, but... Is it too close to course? I don't know. It 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 definitely has a course vibe, but I'm not that knowledgeable enough in everything course to know if it's as close as I think it is. You know? Wow. It's maybe maybe we should get George on for this one. I know, right? Oh, you know what? Maybe this is for the um because it says it's going to be available at the Martian Toys booth at ToyCon UK. So maybe this was actually for their the Ness is More show and the Loch Ness Monster show. It doesn't, Maybe. it doesn't make mention of that in the article, but I feel like that's what it was probably made for. That would make sense. So anyway, what were we what were know. we trying to do? I don't know. This is what happens when I'm scrolling through. You got distracted because we were blocks. talking about the Crystal Village, and then you're going to bring something up. But I, I'm calling George right now to see if he uh, if he picks up. Watch him not answer. 
Hey, I heard that. Well, look who oh. it is. Oh, well, Where well, you been, Joyce? Oh. I've been signed in for like a half hour. No, you haven't. Why? Yeah, since I texted you guys. Oh, well, we were recording. Well, no. yeah, we were kind of, you know, down to business doing our jobs. <laughs> so hey. let's hear it, George. What's the excuse? Why, why were you late? Uh, no, I just completely spaced and forgot. Oh, that's all right. That, that feels great, George. I, uh, well, Ben had called me over for, he needed, we got a sample in from the factory and he needed me to look at it. So I went over there and then all of a sudden it was time and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> are we recording right now? We are recording right now. My apologies to you both and the audience for my lack of focus. <laughs> I thought you had a resolution, George. I'm going to participate more. I'm going to be better. I I'm said more. Shoot. I didn't say all the time. Hey, George, oh, you know how something always seems to happen to Teresa just an hour before record? Yeah. Today she yeah. got rear-ended yeah. just before record. Oh, I, wanted him to, I wanted him to guess. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Thank that you was, That was a very disheartful, Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's just like adding to my list, but no, I, it's just frustrating. I was getting ready. To, I was running out to grab dinner and waiting to turn right off or onto a road. And someone just decided to smack my car booty. So I am so glad you cleared it up. That it was your car booty that got rear ended. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you see what I have to deal with, George? Man. This is why, this is why I need you on Christ here to save me. Come on! This is it's not just about toys. We have to entertain as well. The joke had to be made. It, it had to be made. Be made. I'm it had to be made. <laughs> anyway, hey George. Yes. We actually, I'm glad you joined because we want your opinion. Okay. So we've been kind of all over the place this episode, but uh, Gary was doing his, his space out scrolling through Toy Chronicle and came across uh, this toy called Bubbles. and uh, don't, say anything, see... don't say anything about okay. who, who did it. Just Yeah, we just want you to look at it and, and see uh, see what you think. And and yeah, we want your Let's opinion. Let's send him a screen cap instead of uh, a link with descriptions. Can we do that? Yeah, you want me to do it? Yep. Okay, so hold on. All right, should be there. All right, I am looking at a... Unicorn Sea Dragon. No, I'm going to find a Sea Dragon. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think made it? I, I mean, based off just looking at it, I, I don't have a clue. It doesn't have anybody's specific style that I would think off the top of my head. Okay. Do you? you answered. You answered our debate. Well, but George is an anomaly, Gary. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in the cute world, so I wouldn't know. Well, no, it has nothing to do with cute. Okay, do you... Well, we'll just lead him into it. Can I lead him into it, Gary, yeah, a little? Yeah, be there slowly. Let's play this game. Okay, so... <laughs> our, do you do you know Course Toys, George? Yeah. yeah. Does it look like Course? I would never in a million years guess this is Course. It's way too sloppy. But does it, does it have the aesthetics of Course? No. Okay. There, settled. I disagree. There's, there's nothing about this that screams coarse. None of none of the lines are hard. Like none of the lines are hard. None of the lines are defined. It's it's airbrushed like with gradients. Like 
I mean, maybe they do that, but that's not a signature move. And it's no, this doesn't this doesn't scream course to me. Man, see, I had the opposite reaction. This this came through my feed a, not a while ago, but it wasn't super recent. And I saw <laughs> it. And because they've been doing some of the newer characters, I don't know if you've seen like the um, pun pun shoot panda or ruffle and like the ruffle and toast or whatever. I definitely Okay, well, so they've been kind of expanding into, like, different animals and other characters, and the eye style's a little different, and it's just, it's a cutified course and just a sort of different direction than some of their more traditional stuff. And so I've been used to seeing animals come through my feed made by course, and so when that came through my feed, I was like, oh, it's an expansion of that, that line line they're doing. They're adding on. They've done the pigeon, they've done the panda, oh, now they're doing a seahorse. So for me, I I I got confused. I thought it was straight up course, and it's not. It's a custom. Well, it's a resin cast made by a different designer uh, that's hand painted. Wait. So what does this have to do with course? <laughs> it doesn't. It it doesn't. George, uh, during record, uh, I was on the Toy Chronicle, and Teresa had me looking at something, and uh, I came across something I hadn't seen before, and I was just about to mention how I like this new course toy, and then. I got to reading and realized it wasn't a course toy. So we got to talking about how at first glance, both of us initially thought it was a course production. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd ever seen them do anything. that's this like undefined, like they, they have a very defined edge style to the, to the work. And I mean, I, like I said, I don't know newer course stuff, but like at least the old course stuff that I had followed. And like, I only have one course piece and it doesn't look anything like this. Good. I'm going to give it a no. I'm going to say a no on the course look like. Okay. So now I want to see what that panda bun bun thing you were talking about is called. Yeah, just go go to the Course Life Instagram page. Okay. And scroll down a bit. Um, you'll see it on there. My style is different, but... Um... Yeah, I don't know. They're like... Let me see these things. All right, I see what you're talking about with the panda and the pigeon. Uh, no, like, those those are still like the angles on that are still like their normal core stuff. Like, I get what you're saying though. Like, like okay, so like the seahorse's face, for example, it's not like the a harsh jawline. Yeah, the seahorse like it's very rounded. Like the nose is all rounded off. Even the the, the circle around the eye is is super like not defined. Like they have a very defined style, very clean and very crisp, and it just doesn't fit that at all to me. I feel like this is like like we I inter- maybe you and I interpret it as a collector, Gary, but I feel like we're getting the sculptor eye like, from. George look at Johnson. the pigeon, like look at the pigeon's tail feathers, with like the crisp, sharp edges on everything. Like, like that's how those fins should be. They're sticking out of its head and and wings. Not rounded. Yeah, not angular. that rounded, bubbly stuff that just kind of fades out into nothing. Like, it's very well-defined on a course toy. Yeah, now I'm familiarizing myself with it. Now that I'm seeing it, the things that I saw as course are not there. I'm not seeing any case of that, that eyelid that I was kind of talking about. No, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have seen that eyelid as a course thing either. It's interesting. When we were first talking about this, I mean, I still, I still had that reaction when I first saw it. But the more you talk about it, George, I mean, you're right. Some of the distinct coarseness isn't there. It's softer. Softer. Well, that settles it. This is let's put this one to bed because this was a this was actually a nice, good, constructive criticism on this. I like that 
how you broke it down for us, George. So I, I like it. She's a new artist. I wasn't familiar with her before seeing this piece. And her name again was Isabel Romisch out of Munich, Germany. And um, nice work, good design skills. So I look forward to seeing more from her. But what were we talking about before we got on to talking about this? Pez. Well, we weren't talking about Pez, but sure, we can talk Pez. <laughs> what about talk Pez, Pez, George? What about Pez? I mean, that's, but there's not really much more to say other than there's Ugly Doll Pez. How weird is that? It's cool. It's pretty weird because we, we know where it came from in the early beginnings, and now it's something that my wife and her family would know about. You know, It's something that they're seeing on the, the big box store shelves. And I actually haven't seen them at the stores yet, but if I saw these Pez, I would absolutely pick them up. Uh, well, they were at Michael's, if that helps find them. Wow. I would not have found Michael's. Michael's sells Pez? They were at the cash register at Michael's. Huh. <laughs> yeah. But do you all collect Pez? Is that a thing for you all? I don't. I don't collect them. I'll buy them occasionally if I like one. I think it's more nostalgic. It was a big part of my childhood. I loved them as kids. And I still love the design of the dispenser itself today. But I don't really like the candy that much. It's just, I, But I like the, that it pops out what? and stuff because it's fun. Jerry Ham. Pez is delicious. It's just colored yeah. sugar. That's really all it is. Yeah, that's what's great. <laughs> it's I mean it's good. It's just I don't know. Today it doesn't I don't do anything for me. Oh, but they're chalky and great. Yeah, scary. Get with it. So okay, fine. You you buy the Pez for the device and you send me the candy. Okay. You know they sell just packs of candy. You don't even have to buy the device. I I know, but I just <laughs> I, I'll contradict myself because the whole point of Pez, the whole fun is putting in the container and like popping the head open and popping it out. It's an experience. It is. We, I, I haven't had a Pez in honestly forever, but we used to get them back in the day, like as an Easter basket goodie or something like that. That's what it was for us too. It's usually a stocking stuffer or Easter basket treat. And speaking yeah. of Easter, have you seen? You know, there's Elf on the Shelf, Mench on a Bench, and now there's Peep on a Perch. <laughs> no. Which is amazing. And as soon as you sent me that picture, I now want that in my life. <laughs> Why do you want that? I don't want that. Do Are I want that? Me? Like any any new flavor of peep that comes out for a holiday, I buy to try. Like I love peeps. Hmm. I used to really like peeps. Oddly enough, George, I kind of like them a little stale. That's fine. I'm okay. I'm not going to be mad at that. It makes a peep a little better in my mind. You probably hate peeps, don't you, Gary? You anti-sugar. No, no, I trust me. I like sugar. I love sweets, but I cannot remember the last time I had a peep. Probably oh, over 30 years ago, I'm sure. I love the bunnies. I mean, I know the chicks like the default, but I kind of like the bunnies. So, George, there's Peeps cereal at the grocery stores now. Do you pick that up? There is, and I have not tried it because I don't think it's gluten-free necessarily. Oh, no. Uh, oh, George, that reminds me. I thought about you and uh, your gluten thing the other day. I saw a tweet from Ryan Reynolds. It's an older tweet, but it went something like, uh, people in L.A. are deathly afraid of gluten. I swear to God, you could rob a liquor store in this city with a bagel. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Well, I just looked up this peep cereal, and it's marshmallow-flavored. Which makes total sense, and uh, I want to try it. I love trying. I mean, it's like, at Target. You can get that. They've had that for a while now. Oh, but, really? Yeah. And while you're there, pick up the new three new flavors. One of them's like birthday cake. I think. What was one of them's cotton candy? I think, and then the other one is watermelon. 
Interesting. The, the sour Wait. watermelon was odd. It's a very odd flavor for a peep. But the uh, the cotton candy one is perfect for peep. Okay, I'm going to try it. I am a sucker for limited edition things. I bought a mini wheat. They had a new fruit mini wheat, limited edition. And it was a mix of like apple, pear, and something else for the like frosting. And I was like, that, that sounds interesting. And it's pretty good. I'd try it if I could. You get a little, little. Like, honestly, I feel like my, I have, like, collecting, and I feel like it's spread. So now, like, I kind of collect limited edition cereal, and I eat it. Like, I, I don't collect it to, like, keep the box, but, like, I collect it in the sense that, like, anytime I see a weird cereal, I want to try it. I'm the same for that. I could say that, too. I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily buy all of them because I can't eat most of them, but I would. Like, there's all those Oreo flavors that are limited. I would try every one of those if I could. Yes. Sorry, Gary, this isn't a quick <laughs> It's okay, we'll segue it back. So, Mini Weeds goes to minifigures. And, George, before you come on, we were talking about all the different Pop Mart minifigure series. We were talking about a, a new one that Course is going to be doing with Pop Mart. So, it really seems like 2019, It's we're ramping up on the minifigure series. This is the year for minifigures. When you say minifigure, are you talking like Dunny size? Talking, we're talking like three inch figures. Okay. Yeah. To me, that's a minifigure size. You're not talking like muscle men. That's micro. That's like, what, inch and a half, two inches? But that's what the word minifigure means. <laughs> so to you, what's a, like, what's a three-inch figure? Just a figure? Uh, I usually just – see, that's the thing. I, I don't know. I usually just call them like blind box figures or something like that. Huh. I really never even thought about that before. It's, it's one of the reasons I hate that category in, uh, in the Clutter Awards. Because, like, a minifigure is a specific thing. A minifigure is a small rubber, like, PVC figure, like Muscle Man and all those kind of, like, Keshi-style figures. Those are minifigures. Like, and then they never put anything like that in the category. I mean, they do. I've won for it. But, like, in that category are other things like Dunny and things like that. It's like, those aren't minifigures. Those are blind box toys or, or small vinyls. They're not minifigures. There's already a definition of minifigure, and it already existed before blind box Dunnies came out. I just I can't process what you're saying, George. <laughs> like, what do I collect? <laughs> you you collect teeny tiny toys, not minifigures. And you're going smaller even now, Teresa. You like you both really like the really small stuff. Speaking of smaller, you guys know those Tokidoki sushi cars? Yeah. They're doing those exact same cars, but now smaller. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's yes, not awesome. Why would you want it smaller? They were perfect size before. Because everything is better smaller. No, exactly. like smaller is like a like a zipper pull. Smaller shouldn't be. They should be making it bigger. With I've actual movable small, wheels. I talked about the tiny thing I bought in Japan, right, on this show. Yeah. About the tiny, like I found the tiniest tiny thing I could find at at, at Wonderfest, and it was like. It cost me like a nickel and it was like a tiny little chicken and a tiny little egg. And they were like so microscopic. The best. Haven't you heard? You remember, Gary, us talking about Jess and how Jess goes bananas over teeny tiny things. But George has a million teeny tiny things. So we're going to side against you on this because I personally love it. I just sent a link, George, so you can take a look at it in Skype to see the size difference. But I'm not opposed. I do think it would have been cool 
for them to produce sushi cars with movable wheels. I think that would have been a cool thing to see them create, whether it was small or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't mind it. And honestly, you may not be familiar, Gary, but Tokidoki has a pattern of doing this with like their unicornos and stuff. They have this off-spin brand called Neon Star. And it tends to be stuff that's sold in like Claire's and whatnot, like smaller age. But they're they're smaller versions of the standard unicorno size. I had no idea. Yeah, there are like littler unicornos out there. It's right, just so you know, tend to, huh? Thing, these little guys, like I don't want the sushi cars. Like I don't care about them. But these tiny ones, I'm all in. I don't get that at all. I don't get why you want like a teeny tiny thing. It, it's just clever to me. I want to just fling it off the desk. Like, I just want to take my finger and go ping. Yeah, but I can fit. A, I can fit a thousand toys on my shelf, and you can only fit seven. Boom. That's right. I want seven good figures, like spatially spaced out, just like nicely displayed. I don't want like a clutter of just. Yeah, I don't like clutter. No, I want I a want... thousand. See, uh, and we're so different in that way. I'm kind of in that weird towing the line because I care aesthetically about how stuff looks. And I don't like clutter, but I like really small things. So I have to try to balance it. But like, I, I'm kind of almost wish they made the little size first. Like I have the current set and I kind of want to swap in the littles. They're great. Get, get with the program, Gary. People I don't like- get you guys at all. You know, you think back to when I first joined this podcast, Gary, you were all like, we're PB and J, we're the same person, different bodies. What has happened to us? <laughs> I Maybe I'm just becoming the old grump. I don't know. <laughs> what has happened over the year and so on? It's just like, we've, we've separated, we've split ways. <sighs> I just put two folder, two pictures in the Skype. Would that okay? So George. Oh just God, that gives, me, that gives me anxiety, George. <laughs> but you know what? Yours is actually curated really nicely. It's by color, and they're stacked like that. To me, is that's that's fine. It's it's more overdoing it than I would do it, but it's displayed really, really well. The difference is that it's all the same figure. Like, I think what what George has done is very pleasing. I think the way he's combined all his stuff together, like, it's a it's a solid display of all the same stuff. Yeah, no, it looks nice. It looks like a Where's Waldo puzzle to me. You just <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a lot. something in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a lot. But it's good. It's oh, George, you must have hated moving. Oh, my God. Oh, it was awful. I, I know I hate, I do hate moving. I mean, honestly, I, George, if I had to move, I would just take that tall shelf. I would just kick it over so it lands on its back, wrap, wrap it, up, it up, and just shove it in the truck. I wouldn't bother, like, individually packing any of that stuff. That uh, looks it would, like hell. It would be a cluttered mess by the time you got there. I don't care. That's better than taking a minute to minute each to put one of those in a Ziploc bag or whatever you do. Oh, no, no. They don't get Ziploc baggy, dude. They get, they're just in a, they get dumped into a box. Yeah. Oh, you all. Do you just take your hand and shove it into the back of the shelf and then just sweep your hand across the shelf and dump everything into the box? I mean, I grab them by the handful and I toss them in a box. Oh, no. Oh, you're giving me anxiety. See, when I, (laughs) if I ever go to move, it will be terrible because I will 
I don't want to scuff my toys. I gotta treat them with care. Gotta. No, these are toys, though. These aren't like delicate little art toys. These are toys. They're not gonna get scuffed. Okay. Well. Still, I probably <laughs> still I probably still give them a little uh extra treatment. All right, let's move on. Hey, <laughs> George, you know how you're always out of the loop on yeah, pointing. I'm always out. You should of try. Loop. You're always out of loop. You should try totally checking our toy blogs. Do you know what the toy blogs are? I only know the two toy blogs that are sponsors. The to- and <laughs> that's thetoychronicle.com. And they have an app that you can use. And the other one is what? Spankystokes.com, right? And you should cool. support those because they support us. Um, and I should actually take that advice, and I should support them, too, because I don't know any of the things that are going on anywhere. And if I read those, I would at least know what you guys know. Exactly. exactly. And you could support our scene by buying stuff, too, from our awesome store sponsors. Tell us about them. <laughs> Such as, well, one you know pretty well, George, because you're there quite often, which is 3D Retro. And I also live a block away. Yeah, you can go visit their awesome brick-and-mortar store then and pay a visit in person. You know what's awesome about 3D Retro, going to their brick-and-mortar store, is they have murals like painted up all over the building, around the building, by different artists. So it's really cool to go see. Huh. Oh, cool. Did they change that up? Uh, there's, yeah, I think there's, what is there, one, two, three, four. There's five different murals now. Nice. Um, and I think there's another one going in soon. So, yeah, stop by 3D Retro in their Glendale location, Burbank adjacent, and you can check out the murals outside and then come in for cool toys. Nice. Or if you're well, in New York, you can visit My Plastic Heart. Or or for 3D Retro, like people like me who can't hit up California on the daily, they also have a website, 3DRetro.com. But to your point, yes, My Plastic Heart. There in New York, they have a nice brick and mortar as well. But again, if you're me and smack in the middle of Kentucky, <laughs> you can go visit them online on myplasticcart.com. What and about Spanish they, have, they have a brick and mortar? They do not. They have the uh, moving bus that goes around. But um, if you want to check them out, it's best to just go visit them online, strangecattoys.com. So, and and we, can save, we can save our, our listeners some money, though, can't we, with some promo codes? For sure. So, <laughs> at all of them, or just that strange cat? And my plastic cart. Are they both the same promo code? Nope. All right. First one's first. Strange cat. Yeah, strange Marsham. cat. They have promo code Marsham, and you can get ten percent off your order uh, by being a listener, which is pretty awesome. And then my plastic cart. Their promo code is called Toy Fam. And you can get free shipping off of a purchase of $75 or more. Booyah. And maybe 3D Retro should get with the program and give us a promo code, too. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Ben. What's up? Come on, Ben. But, uh, but yeah. So do it. Do it to it. Go buy them some toys. Go buy me some toys. Go buy George some toys. Use promo code OBEN and see what happens. Can I just say what a natural-sounding commercial that was? That just flowed perfectly. <laughs> Let's get back to talking toys. Okay. I do. So I have some um, exciting news to share or to discuss. Let's hear it. Not, not my news, but toy news. Okay. So 
and you all will be maybe be mad, but I'm not just bringing them up to bring them up. So maybe this it's will make up for me bringing up their Patreon. Oh my god! If you say oh, United said Patreon, it's it is. It's Chris and Amanda. It's Chris and Amanda. You might as well sponsor the damn show. How often are you talking about that? I'm sorry, but this is actually really, really exciting news for them. So uh, a press release just came out. They actually have been partnering with someone to look into licensing deals for Thimble Sao Paulo. And they've officially made a deal. And I hope I speak to this correctly, but their licensing company they partnered with has signed a deal with Good Smile Company to do a strategic licensing of their Thimble Stumpalo brand. And so for those that don't know, Good Smile Company has kind of a, a sub-company called For Fans by Fans. And they are basically going to be working with them to create new figures, toys, apparel, accessories. Thimble Stumpalo is now going to be this crazy thing. So we're going to see plush and shirts and stickers and like all sorts of stuff coming out of this new license agreement. Wow. It's so cool. Wow, Isn't that crazy? Cool. That's big. I mean, it's big. For fans, by fans, that was, um, what was that called before? We Love Fine. We Love Fine, yeah. I mean, this is- Oh, wait a minute. Like, we Love Fine is, is this company? That's cool. Yeah, I mean, this is big, big, beyond our scene big. Why did they change the name from We Love Fine to For Fans, by fans? That's wow. terrible. They had a branded name that people knew. I, I like We Love Fine. I've heard of four fans, five fans. That sounds terrible. It's probably because Good Smile Company bought them out or whatever and changed the name. I don't know. I prefer even the name Good Smile over four fans, five fans. Well, whatever. Fish Are possum. they the same company? Well, okay. Let me. I'll, I got to pull this up because. Uh, Teach me. I don't understand yeah. what you're saying. Okay, let me give you the little definitionings. Okay. The definitioning. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Good Smile Company is the parent company for four fans by fans. Okay. And Surge Licensing is the representative that Chris and Amanda partnered with. So Surge Licensing appointed Good Smile Company as a strategic licensing partner for Thimblestone Palo, but the parent company, Good Smile is using their four fans by fans to create and produce all this stuff. So there's not like anything specific, but like they say, we should expect, we should be expecting new vinyls, plush, squishies, apparel. And like, to me, a good reference point. Do you all remember at Decon, there was that Pugly booth? Yep. Uh, So it was kind of in the back corners, like this pug theme booth with dogs. But I kind of think that 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 is actually um, a four fans, five fans thing as well. And I mean, we don't know for sure, but I feel like that might be a good like a way to think about it. Like when I look at the Pugly booth and the kind of things they're doing for that brand and all the stuff they're producing for it. I kind of feel like we're going to see the same same thing for Thimblestone Paulo now. Like I feel like it's just opening the floodgates and we're going to see like Thimblestone Paulo everywhere. It's going to be crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. It's gonna be really exciting. Yeah, yeah so, they're gonna be launching at over twenty conventions. Yep. Wow. And they're calling it like a Thimblestone Hollow experience. So they're planning to have like I don't know if they'll have like big statues or like blow up things or like photo ops. It's awesome. So I don't know. Obviously I'm a fan. It's no not hidden at all, but 
it's just it's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of it, how quickly it happens. I You're mean, have to fight with a lot more people to get Rhineac stuff now. Well, and like. So, I mean, they're still going to have Bindlewood, right? Chris and Amanda are still going to do all their non-Thimble Stumpalo things, all their small run resins and other productions and whatever. What I think is going to be interesting is when I think about five points, right? Is there going to be two booths? Like, will there be this Thimble Stumpalo license booth and then a Bindlewood? Or will they merge and it'll be kind of be one? Or will it just be Thimble Stumpalo? Like, it's going to be really interesting to see how the different designer con event or designer toy events evolves with this new direction. Mm-hmm. I imagine so. they'll be, I imagine they'll be separate. Yeah. I just think it's, it's super exciting news. We had to, I had to mention it because it's awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that you brought it up because you're the, actually the person who scooped it. I haven't read this or heard it from them at all. I haven't read it on toy blog or nothing. So this is the first I'm hearing of it. So congratulations to Chris and Amanda. This is absolutely fantastic news. And it's no surprise to me. I knew Thimble Stump Hollow had some magic behind it. I totally expected it to go to big places and it's exciting to know that it, it will be. Will it be Pez level? I don't know, but it's definitely going to be... Uh, growing at a fast rate, much faster than they could have done it themselves. And that's, that's awesome. I know. And it's just exciting. I mean, there's so many, like, there's only so much you can do, right? With the, the time and capacity and money and all that. So like, we always talk to them and I hear stuff like, yeah, it'd be awesome if we could do that. It's just like, we can only do so much. So this is just going to be a springboard for production of crazy. And that the thing that's really cool was in the press release. And that the thing that's really cool was in the press release along with all the other like additional things, it does say new waves of blind box toys. And that has me super excited. So, I mean, that's got to mean more Thimble Stumpalo series, right? <laughs> and maybe like mini, mini ones, like teeny weeny, or they go big, or I don't know. Your I head is absolutely exploding with the possibilities, huh, Teresa? Like, this, is, this is just crazy for you. Um no, this is absolutely fantastic news. And is this the next big brand to, to blow up outside of our little designer toy scene? We've had Ugly Dolls and Toki Doki and stuff. Is is this the next big thing? I mean, yeah. I mean, it feels like they're headed in the direction of a Toki Doki, right? Let's hope so. I think it, it has the potential. Yeah. So, is this where I go? Take it away, Gary. And we end. Let's go out with a good smile. Let's end the show. Why don't you guys take a brief moment and mention where people can follow you? Trace, I go first. Sure. If you all want to find me, check me out on Instagram, tmhawk24. George. And you can find me on Instagram at double G Toys, where you can find a link to my store and be to buy my minifigures, not small vinyls, minifigures. <laughs> Micro. <laughs> And uh, I'm Gary Ham. You can find me at Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We try to do this every week, not because we have to, but because we want to. Sometimes. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. <laughs>